This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh boy, here we go. The voice there, Kawhi Leonard, getting his teammates, his new teammates, James Harden. He's got a new nickname, by the way, James Harden does. We will explain what that is in a second. So, uh, James Harden met with the media yesterday, and he discussed how Philly did not want him. But changing my role, you know what I mean? Trying to change the narrative, trying to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to win at the highest level. Like, whatever people talk about and say, my, I just want to win at the highest level. You know what I mean? So taking less money, sacrificing the role, like, that's not talked about. It's talked about the other, you know, BS. But, um, and it just didn't work out. So me leaving Brooklyn and thinking I'm going to retire as a sixer, you know what I mean? And the front office had other plans. You know, they didn't, they didn't want me. Okay, so that's a little bit of the setup. Uh, now for the punchline. Here is the further comments from James Harden about what happened last year in Philadelphia. When I'm in a leash, I'm not in just shooting the basketball every time. I'm in like, I'm a, I'm a, like I think the game and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I got a, a, a voice to where I can, hey, coach, I see this. You know, what you think about this? Then it's like, oh, okay. Like somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a system player. I am a system. You know what I mean? So, um, somebody that that can have that dialogue with me and understand and, and and move forward and figure out and make adjustments on the fly throughout the course of games, that's all I really care about. You know, I mean, it's not about me scoring a basketball, scoring 30, 34 points. I, I've done it already. Jay Z has a famous line: "Diamonds are forever." Remix. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. I handle my business, damn. Right? Uh, I'm not a system player. I am a system. The new nickname for James Harden, the system. Wow. Are you okay, CeCe? Yeah, I just... I, this bothers you that much? Yeah, man. Uh, James Harden got to chill out, man. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand what he's talking about, the fact that he suggests that he was on a leash in Philly. That's the part where he's got to miss me all the way. Yeah, Doc Rivers tried to get you to play a certain way because you've quite literally never played with a big man that, like Joel Embiid, somebody that's capable of winning an MVP. And if the team is going to have success at the highest levels of the sport, it's going to be because of Embiid. It's not going to be because of Harden. And it's been a long time since James Harden has taken a backseat to anybody. You got to go back to OKC when he was coming off the bench with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. That was the last time, and that's not this version of James Harden. This guy, James Harden, has won multiple scoring titles, has had an MVP, but he's got to realize he's at a different phase of his career, and it feels like Smalls, he's the last one to know it. Yeah, I'm really surprised that that's the approach that he took in this press conference, guys. And I know Joel Embiid, uh, countered with this, saying that we gave him the ball every possession. We we let him do his thing. So I don't really know what sort of leash he's intimating that he was on in Philly. But I'm also wondering what the the players with the Clippers are thinking about the way he says that, that I am the system. That's not necessarily what I would want my new teammate to Hell come no. in and say. I would want him to come in and say, I'm going to do whatever role they want me to, to do. I'm going to be the best player I can because I want to win a championship. Not, I am the system. I'm the most important thing and it's going to run through me. That's not what I would want to hear if I was How do you teammate. think Russell Westbrook is going to receive that too? Because you're talking about two ball-dominant guards trying yeah. to coexist. This, like, Ty Lue is going to have to figure out a way to stagger minutes and adjust his rotations 
because I don't see a world in which both of those guys can coexist and being on the court at the same time and being effective. Like, we'll see what happens. I get what the, the, the experiment that was Houston, but this is different now that you're talking about those guys being the third and fourth options on a team that features Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. There's only one basketball. I don't know that there are enough touches to go around to make everybody in that situation happy, especially with James Harden angling for a new contract and a big bag of money that most people think he's probably not worth at this stage in his career. So I actually think everything he said is correct, and that's been the biggest problem with his entire career. I think he's right. He is the system. I don't think he can play any other way as to when he pounds the basketball over and over and over again and shoots. He is right. He is the system. The irony of all of this for him, the tra- the basketball tragic irony of all of this for him, is the person that created that system is Daryl Morey, the person he hates now, the person he called a liar, the person he doesn't want to be with in Philadelphia. He is the one that empowered and enabled that system of dribble, 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 shoot, three-pointer, layup, dunk, free throw, whatever it may be for James Harden. He is incapable, unfortunately, of playing within a system that is not that way. And so I actually believe what he said yesterday is exactly exactly right about his career and that is why his career has gone the way it's gone unfortunately for him because he's not adjusting look in comparison one of the people he didn't want to play with Chris Paul look what's going on with Golden State they've been excellent this year look at the adjustments he's made one of my favorite players of all time Dwayne Wade decided you know what I'm coming back to my meet I'll come off the bench I'll do whatever you need me to do people famously change their roles people famously are willing to do things that in previous years maybe they weren't willing to do the problem with James Harden's entire career is that all of these comments yesterday were actually right he is the system and that system doesn't produce championships now he's in a place where if he actually just said to Ty Lue, make me into whatever you want me to be, maybe they can be successful. But as long as his mindset is, I'm the system, because he was empowered and able to be that with Daryl Morey, he'll never win. So you were high on the Clippers. Does his Yeah, this is not exciting it, for me. I was going to say, does this shift the way you're viewing them? Uh, yes and no. So I don't mean to cop out. Yes, in terms of I thought Harden would have more of an open mind. No, in that my faith in Ty Lue is through the roof. Why would you think he would have an open mind, though? When people don't get what they want, they usually revert back to who they actually are. Yeah. And isn't this been who James Harden is over the last four years? When someone we, we saw it at the end him. in Houston. We saw it at the end in Brooklyn. We saw it at the end in Philly. Why would we think it's going to be any different in L.A. with the Clippers? Yeah, no, you have every right to say what you said. And like it was he, he, It's not as if he hadn't gotten his preferred destination each and every time. He asked out of his current situation. Yeah. But he finds a way to ruin it in short order and move on. He, it seems like he tries to go scorched earth in order to get out. Now we'll see what happens and whether Philly is able to emerge out of the aftermath that is the scandal between him and Daryl Morey. But I don't have any confidence that James Harden is going to be a better version of himself that lends itself to the Clippers being able to have the kind of success that everybody is expecting in L.A. I just don't see that happening. I don't look at the Clippers as a championship contending team, especially in the Western Conference, when you have organizations like the Denver Nuggets, when we see what we're seeing from the L.A. Lakers, when we see what we're seeing from the Golden State Warriors. 
Why would you think that the Clippers belong in that stratosphere if one of the primary ball handlers on the team has this type of attitude that James Harden is displaying in his commentary? Yeah, when someone shows you who they are, believe that. And James Harden has shown us over and over and over again who he is. And that's someone that is focused on himself first before the team in a lot of regards. And I don't know why we would be surprised that he would come into this new situation and adopt any other mentality than what he's already proven or already shown us. it's all fair, but he's actually right about what he's saying because that is the way he has been the most successful. Now, it is interesting, the concept of a system in general in sports, when you look at a one-person system, like, I mean, do you, like, Steph Curry's kind of a system, is he not? Now, the system enables everybody else to get better. So, system doesn't always have to be a negative. I just wonder, like, do we, is Patrick I don't understand Mahomes, what you mean by Steph Curry's a system. Oh, well, that, like, the whole thing revolves around him, yeah. right? As it should. The whole thing revolves around Patrick Mahomes. Like, that is the system in a good way. That James Harden, the whole thing revolved around him, and they lost as a result of that. And they cannot win that way. He needs to basically enable himself to say, I was the system. Everything revolved around me. Now I need to play within a system. But he's never said that. And he should be saying that. And he's going to a team that has a player that is clearly better than him in Kawhi Leonard. Like, there's not a debate. as to. And by the way, this is the sad part. Doc Rivers has said, now ESPN ABC, that when James Harden was not voted to the All-Star team last year, everything changed. That James Harden decided, you know what, I'm going to now take matters into my own hands. He calls Doc Rivers. He said, I want to play more with the second unit which means I want to score more. Because in the first half of last year, he helped Embiid get to that MVP rate. He was passing the ball and playing within that system, but he's so about himself, and this is why it's— But that was the best chance for they had to win, though. 100%. I guess that's the whole point. Like, if you're bringing on James Harden, you're, you're, at this stage, based on where his career is at and what the Clippers have on their roster, you're bringing him on in hopes that he can help you win a championship. How the hell can you believe that this dude is going to help you win a championship with that type of attitude, knowing that he's going to have the ball in his hands more often than not? So that's the part where I I just – I don't get it. I I don't get it. I understand he led the league in assists last year. But the baggage that James Harden is bringing in, and I'm including his attitude within that, is not not the type of thing that allows a team to realize their full potential – like, we're looking for things to go absolutely right with the L.A. Clippers, right? They haven't had the benefit of health since Kawhi and Paul George have got there. So we're already skeptical of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, adding James Harden to a situation that feels like it's combustible because of whatever reason, and injury has been the, the, the biggest reason, but a situation that seems combustible, a situation that seems fragile, doesn't feel like that's going to get the Clippers and Ty Lue where they want to go. So when Ev says Harden is right about saying he is the system, yeah, that's right. He is the system. But that's why you're not getting what you want as an individual. That's why you're not getting your money is because of how you look at it. Because this is not the type of attitude that contending teams want for their star players. If you think about the marriage between James Harden and Daryl Morey, it was for what? The better part of a decade? We want to say over two franchises, right? The better part of a decade. That marriage, retrospectively, retroactively, was such a horrible marriage. They could spin it any which way they liked. They got to the conference finals. Oh, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. but really, They both did really well because of that marriage, though. They did, but in terms of the overall what the ultimate goal is in winning a championship, 
that didn't happen. And now James Harden has this in his head. This is the way I need to play. There's only one person who's going to let you play that way. And you just asked to get rid of it. You, you didn't want to be a part of it. There's one person in the NBA that will say, you're right, James. I want you to dribble a thousand times. I want you to shoot threes, layups, or free throws. I want you to ball dominate. And yes, get Joel Embiid the ball. There's only one person. You called him a liar. You said you'll never work for his organization again, and you demanded to be traded away from him. So if you want to still be the system, you should have stayed with the guy who wanted you, I think ignorantly, to be that system. I don't understand this. The only thing I could come up with, maybe, possibly, if I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be James Harden's agent, I'm going to say, no, no, you guys are all getting this wrong. Is that, no, he was talking about what happened in Philly. He's not talking about what happened in L.A., that L.A. is going to be different. But again, as you said, Smalls, we've heard that before. We've heard that before. We've seen it before, and it hasn't worked in terms of winning and losing before. All right, coming up, have the Seattle Seahawks actually surpassed the 49ers in the NFC West? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Tune in for college football action tomorrow night. Colorado and Oregon State presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And you can get in on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Well, James Harden work in L.A.? The si- Do we like the system as a nickname, by the way, just quickly? Do we like that? Like, would you lean into that now if you're Harden? I mean, if the system is putting young ladies through college, then yeah, that's fine. That works. That's been a successful system. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He got his jersey retired in a couple of establishments. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to hang it up. Was he there there for the retirement ceremony? I'm I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. (laughs) He was there before it, during it, after it. Lemon Pepper Lou handed him the the actual frame jersey before they hung it up. Yeah. You you know, as part of this deal, he got a $40,000, like, trade kicker. Do you think he spent it the night he got to L.A.? Harden, that is. With his teammates? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a light night out for James. That's appetizers? That's a light night out for James, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think he's spending in a night? Over 100? I don't, I don't oh want to be gosh. in that man's pockets, yeah. You just said it's a light I, night. I just, I just, you walked I, us into it. I'm guesstimating it's a light night for James. I'm just, I mean, How? the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm sure he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you gave me $40,000 and you said, take your friends out, have a night... You going back home with thirty nine? <laughs> yeah, how do you I even know spend you, that? You ain't <laughs> You're not wrong. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You're not wrong. I don't. I don't even understand how you could spend that much. But I guess. Oh, you, I know how you can spend I'm it. I'm sure you I do. I can spend it well. Oh. Spend it real well. Top shelf. Get oh a yeah. Boat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Forty grand. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
My buffalo oh, chicken yeah. sandwich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that much. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Seahawks at Ravens this weekend. Speaking of system, yeah, Lamar yeah, Jackson yeah. is the system for the Ravens, right? I mean, yeah. and we, they build around him. He is that one-man system that everything works off of. And this matchup this weekend, you know, one of four that we're looking at, Miami, Kansas City, Seattle, Baltimore, Dallas, Philly, and Buffalo, Cincinnati. It's just monster games that any of these isolated without the other ones would be probably the game of the weekend. This one, though, more than the other three, is probably the most surprising that it is as good of a matchup, simply because I don't know that any of us thought Seattle would be this good. And amazingly enough, guys, they are in first place right now in the NFC West. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't say enough about what Pete Carroll has been able to do, and this defense has steadily improved, and it reminds us of what we saw a decade ago with the Legion of Boom. They're built back the front. They got Reek Woolen. They got Devin Witherspoon, the rookie who is an absolute stud. They've got Quandry Diggs. They added Julian Love from the New York Giants. He's been playing a lot of free safety, and they're putting Jamal Adams uh, closer to the line of scrimmage as a big nickel. So, again, a lot of creativity in how they're deploying their personnel, which has given a lot of opposing offenses some problems and we saw that defense make a game changing play. Jamal Adams has the tip pass that leads to a turnover opens the door for the Seahawks to get the go ahead score against the Browns and win that game. Seattle is doing it with the defense being the catalyst and if Geno Smith can avoid some of the self-inflicting wounds that have cost them in some uh, in some ball games earlier this season, then I think the Seattle team is a live dog to not only win the division but actually go on a deep playoff run. Yeah, and it's worked in their favor that as they're ascending and putting it together, the San Francisco 49ers are on a bit of a free fall, losing three in a row. So this is a great opportunity for them to come in, not only secure another victory and put themselves in a better position atop the division, but to beat what we consider to be a Super Bowl contender. And Lamar Jackson has owned the NFC as a starter, by the way. 17-1 and record against the NFC. So it's not going to be an easy matchup in any way for Seattle. But I think if they beat the Baltimore Ravens, we're talking about them in a different way. Uh, ESPNU has it up. Jerry, our producer, put it up there. Uh, according to ESPN Analytics, Seahawks 5% chance out of the NFC to make the Super Bowl in fifth place behind Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys, and Lions. If you sit back right now and you just close your eyes and you envision the Super Bowl, can you envision Geno Smith playing in it? Can you go there? Is it's it... hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to. But, right, we, we need to see it from Geno And I think a lot of it is because of what happened with the New York Jets, and that's a dysfunctional franchise. And that really is unfair to him because he was a rookie that was parachuted into an absolute dumpster fire. But Geno has found a way to steadily resurrect his career. I mean, what we saw in him last year, I mean, he was top 10 in QBR, top 10 in passing yards, top 10 in passing touchdowns. And there's no reason to think that he's not capable of doing that. Again, this year he's outside of the top 10 in QBR, but he's sandwiched right between Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. So he's not keeping bad company when it comes to you know competent quarterback play. Again, I think the biggest thing with Geno is avoiding the mistakes because this Seahawks team, even though they do have talent, they are not a supremely talented team like some of the other contenders in the NFC. They're not the San Francisco 49ers. They're not the Dallas Cowboys. They're not the Eagles. Hell, they're not even the Detroit Lions. They don't have that type of talent. But it's not as if they can't compete against those teams because they're well coached and they have a defense that is always going to be disruptive. We talked earlier in the show about Mike Tomlin and the success that he's had in Pittsburgh. You can say the same thing as you said, both these teams well coached with John Harbaugh and Pete Carroll. So when we look at the coaching matchup in this one, do you give the edge to either one of these guys or you think they're right there on the same plane? I think they're right there. 
I think Pete Carroll and John Harbaugh are right there in terms of coaching. The one thing I will say is I will give more of an edge to Baltimore because it seems like they have a firmer identity on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. We know who the Baltimore Ravens are on defense. They're a top five defense and have been since the middle of last year when they traded for Roquan Smith. Lamar Jackson and that offense, they're steadily improving. They're starting to figure it out. I want to say they're, they've scored 30 points in back-to-back games, so they look like they're ascending now. So the, the early quirks in adjusting to Todd Munkin's scheme seem to be getting worked out. Um, if they can still, if they can remain healthy with their skill position core, and that's a big if because we saw Odell get banged up in Arizona last week. If Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, if those guys can stay healthy, if Gus Edwards can continue to be a factor in the run game, then there's no reason to think that the Baltimore Ravens can't compete with the likes of the Chiefs the Dolphins for supremacy in the AFC. So there's four big games that we've been talking about this weekend, right? Miami, Kansas City, Seattle, Baltimore, Dallas, Philly, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Let's take Miami, Kansas City out because I think that would be an easy answer. If I told you one of these matchups would reappear in a conference championship or Super Bowl, which one is the most likely? So your choices would be Seattle, Baltimore, Super Bowl, Dallas, Philly, NFC championship game, or Buffalo, Cincinnati, AFC championship game. Run, one of them, run down the list again. One of them reappears, right? Because if I gave you Miami, Kansas City, you would say, oh, yeah, that's an easy AFC title yeah, game. You'd yeah. believe that, right? So Seattle, Baltimore, for it to happen again would be in a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. For Dallas and Philly to happen, let's just say later in the season, happen again, it would be in an NFC championship game, let's say. Buffalo and Cincinnati, let's say, in an AFC championship game. So in essence, your confidence rankings behind Miami, Kansas City as to what the second most important matchup may be. I mean, based on what's going on in the NFC West, I'd probably say Cowboys-Eagles. Cowboys-Eagles in the playoffs, likely in the conference championship game, yeah. Okay, Smalls? Yeah, this one's tough. Um, I'm going to eliminate Seattle-Baltimore. because That's I just hard think, for you to imagine them in I just Super think I, of the three, that's the most unlikely combination. Um, my initial thought was Buffalo-Cincinnati, but I don't trust Buffalo to get right, there. Right, and that means you cannot pick Kansas City nor Miami to go yeah, to the AFC title, yeah. or Jacksonville. Or Jacksonville. To, or Baltimore. Or Baltimore, yeah. So I think I'm with CeCe. I think, I, I think the most likely pick here, or the, the best, safest pick would be Dallas and Philly, even though I don't really trust the Cowboys to get there. No, but it, what it does is it shows you how much faith you have in Miami, Kansas City, how much faith you have in Baltimore, how much faith you, faith you have in Jacksonville, that even if Buffalo and Cincinnati are matching up this weekend, it's hard to imagine both of them coming out at the end of this, right? Because if we're and, looking at this as a must-win, then one of them has to lose. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I mean, you're saying must-win in that game, and I don't feel like it's a must-win for the Bills. I feel like this is a must-win for Cincinnati because what happens if they lose? They're already in last place in their division. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Like, they've got three other teams in the division that have winning records. What happens if Cincinnati loses? And now all of a sudden they're tied with teams like the New York Jets and potentially the Houston Texans and potentially the L.A. Chargers. Like, L.A. Chargers. What happens? Th- like, what, what happens then? See, that's where yeah, I go to the place of I assume that Cincinnati is going to win. I, I have too. faith in Cincinnati, and that's why I look Hell, at Hell, our FBI gives Buffalo Bills a 67% chance to win the game, yeah. even well. though Cincy is favored. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I know that Cincy has played really well the last three weeks, and everybody can't get it out of their mind that they blasted the San Francisco 49ers. But the Niners were sliding going into that game. And the Liners, let's be honest with you, they were banged up and the Cincinnati Bengals were coming off of a bye week. So they should have been the best version of themselves. I don't think it's off the board that Buffalo upset Cincinnati in Cincinnati this weekend. I just don't. Oh, no, it's not, it's not off no, the, the board at all. We, 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 yeah. But I think we just assume that Josh Allen is going to have some sort of a mistake because he always he, does. He, he does. And I just assume Cincinnati is the type of team that will take advantage of that. 
It is on Sportsman Like here on ESPN Radio. You can be a part of the show. The Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Coming up, you will see CeCe on Get Up uh, on ESPN. We have a little round of Evan Almighty next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. Yes, time now to give some predictions here. It's part of Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Chris Canty back in a little bit after his appearance on Get Up. All right, Smalls, here we go. Okay. I need to introduce Unsportsmanlike Nation, Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, to something that I have been talking about for years, something that I have coined a term that I would like to use on the show moving forward because it's the first time I could use it since having the unbelievable opportunity of joining the ESPN Radio Network family. And that is the interim coach bump. Ladies and gentlemen, every single time you have an interim coach in football, immediately bet on that team for that week. So my first prediction is that the Raiders win and cover this weekend against... The New York Giants. Why? Because of the interim coach bump. Antonio Pierce, here's what's going to happen. They're all going to ball out this weekend. Now, there's one little tiny catch on this one. Normally, the team that fires the coach is then not favored in the next week. But the Giants are so bad that Vegas is actually favored after firing their head coach and offensive coordinator and general manager this past week. But take the Raiders minus two because of the interim coach bump, which means if we have a college football coach or an NFL coach fired this weekend, next week on Evan Almighty, I will pick that team to win and cover. 
Um, specifically this team, Antonio Pierce with his speech. I wanted to run through a wall. I'm sure the Raiders do too. And I don't know, Evan, if you saw the videos of Devontae Adams in the locker room. Everybody looks happy He now. was smiling. I just think we'll see a different version of the Raiders. So I love this prognostication for from one you. week. Okay. I'm not saying it forever. I'm saying it for one week. The interim the coach bump is back. All right. The next one. Here we go. We have these big four of games this weekend, right? We have Miami, Kansas City. We have uh, Cincinnati and Buffalo. We have Dallas and Philly. And we have the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens. One other game will trump those four. I don't know which one it is. When we get here Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, there will be another game that will steal the headline. Something will happen, or maybe someone will get fired, or maybe something will go wrong, a penalty, a referee botched moment in that game. Something will happen where one of the other games in the NFL this weekend will be the number one headline on Monday. Is there one that you might have circled? I have no idea. Okay. No. No idea. Because that part I can't predict. Okay. The next one. A player of note will get released before the end of the show on Monday. See, people don't realize this. We're in the time now where the players who know they can't get traded and are on bad teams will try to figure out a way out of their current situation. So I think we are going to have a player that actually gets released. Who that player is and what team he's on, I have no idea. But maybe Sunday morning on NFL Countdown on ESPN, Adam Schefter is going to have a report that so-and-so is inactive today, that he and the team are not seeing eye-to-eye on whatever it is, and there's a chance they actually may release him altogether by tomorrow morning. That we will have a player of note get released before 10 a.m. Eastern on Monday morning in the NFL. My final one for Evan Almighty. Tonight on ESPN, we have the beginning of the NBA midseason tournament. We have the Knicks and the Bucks. We have the Mavs and the Nuggets. We will know by Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time when we hop on the air on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPNU at that moment, who's going to take it seriously and who's not. I think we're going to know immediately tonight, oh, this team cares about this. This team doesn't. I don't anticipate a team kind of having a bad game tonight and then all of a sudden, oh, you know what? We should care about it on Tuesday and Friday. We're going to know immediately this team is taking it seriously. This coach has motivated their players to get some extra cash and have that in-season moment in Vegas in December on ESPN where they're going to embrace it. We will know that by Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. And there you go for Evan Almighty. Now, Smalls, I have one thing I need your help on. Okay. And I'm Pat and Nuno and Javante and everybody's help on. So something happened to me that I want to uh, let the world know that I may have made either a great move or a terrible mistake. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. I'm so I had a, a fridge delivered to my home. Okay? Must Delivery. Be nice. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go home? Really? I mean, it's, come on. Jeez, it's not like it's, it's probably like, a smart fridge. Am I right, guys? No, it's not. Probably has a TV it's screen not. on it. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not. It tells them when it needs to get more mayo. Yeah, exactly. More mayo. Yeah, no, no. I have the mayo notifying fridge. Mm-hmm. You need more mayo. Um, fridge delivered to my house. Okay. It was pouring rain when it happened. I said to the delivery guys when they came in, I said, hey, any chance you could take your shoes off here? They said no. And they kept walking. Did not take the shoes off in the home carpet, the whole deal, muddy, muddy shoes. They're, they're putting their fridge in the home. They, they go up against the wall. All of a sudden, they keep going. I see a little hole in the wall. 
I said, guys, uh, what happened here? Is there, you know, and I'm not rude or anything like that. I said, it's, it, I think maybe there's an issue. No, it wasn't us. I said, it wasn't. But that hole literally was not here five minutes ago, and now it's there. They completely denied it. They're, they're doing all the maneuvering, getting the fridge in. They're working. It's pouring rain. They refuse to take their shoes off, and they, they nicked up my wall where there's a hole in it. Two guys. They leave. On the way out, I give each of them a $20 tip, mm-hmm. $40 total. They put a hole in my wall. And they basically stained my carpet. And I still tip them. Right move or wrong move. So first of all, I don't blame them for not taking their shoes off because they are lifting a very heavy piece of equipment. And sometimes you need certain footwear to brace yourself. You need that strong foot foundation. I think that's on you. For Put not, the booties on there. That's on you for not putting towels down for them to walk over. That's what I Well, feel. I did ultimately after they stained up the carpet. <laughs> but them putting the hole in the wall and then giving, the old, giving you the old shaggy it wasn't me, that's on them. But I tip them. But I would tip them anyway. I would t- I would tip them too because they're they completed the service. They put the fridge in the house. I don't know. I would be too afraid to not tip. And they know where you live. And they know where you live. Yeah, Pat. Did I make the right move? Uh, Pat left. Oh, Pat. Pat, uh, Pat, Pat left during this. Uh, yeah, like Pat. He needed a break because Pat is fighting oh. with everyone today. I don't know what's going on, so he needed a break. He's fighting with who? You and Javante? No, he's fighting with me. What's going on? Yeah. What are, what are the beats? Pat's perfect for this. Somebody should tell me that Pat left the studio because Pat's perfect. Yeah. No, no, did I make the right move? Tipping people that left a hole in my wall and a stain on my carpets. See, I believe in tipping people that are that are providing a service for yeah. you. But this is where the, hey, the feedback, and don't you get like 24 to 48 hours, they tell you, hey, if something is, there's an issue, make sure you reach out to us. Yeah. So I think that, right? You still have to write a sternly worded email to uh, this company and about the service you've gotten. Oh, now I see Pat. Pat is, Pat is infuriating to me. This story was literally delivered by me so Pat would have a reaction, and Pat wasn't there. Unbelievable. 888-729-3776. You were unbelievable. I literally just told a story about how guys delivered a fridge to my home. They left a hole in the wall and stained my carpeting because they refused to take off their shoes on a rainy day, and I still tipped them each $20. Is that the right move, Pat? No, you're a sucker. See, that's what I think. You're a sucker. That's insane. By Why would way, you ever do that? What if, what if they took their shoes off and then they slipped on your tile or something? But it was carpeted. The whole thing was carpeted. You're putting a fridge on carpet? No, no, no. I'm saying to get to the area where it was, <laughs> where it was, uh, the fridge was in there. Do people think I made the right move on this? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If somebody's delivering something, they screw up. Do you still tip them in that spot? You always tip movers, and they're definitely going to nick something up or break something. It happens 10 out of 10 times. No one ever has a seamless move, and you still tip the movers. Yeah, but that's the thing. People actually don't. They don't? If they if somebody screws up a service, if you're having food delivery and they get there like an hour late or they deliver something to your home that is not what you actually ordered, people don't actually tip in that spot. I think there's a big difference between ordering some Chipotle to your house and having two people carry a very heavy piece of equipment into your home. Yeah, uh, but if they drop and break it, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, it happens. Here's some money. No, you're just not doing your job at that point. You're not getting tipped. Uh, Greg in Michigan watching on ESPN2. What's up, Greg? Hi, yeah. Um, about the delivery of the refrigerator, absolutely, they should have put the booties on. Thank you, you bought, you already purchased the refrigerator. You already, you at that point, they worked for you, in my opinion. And if you're paying for them to have it delivered, well, then I want my property left in, in at least the shape that you found it in, if not better. You, yeah. You're supposed to protect it. 
You're supposed to clean up after yourself, and and they're supposed to take pictures of the 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 spot that they're supposed to put it in, and then after they put it in there, it's supposed to be the same way. As, they as, I, as they they, they actually did take pictures. I think they were nervous that I was going to do this big complaint, which I really didn't do. Ryan in Connecticut, listening on 1300 AM. You are a mover. You work for a moving company, Ryan. Yeah, my parents own a moving company in Meriden, Connecticut, nice. Little John Movers. Um, I do this every day. 90% of the time, we don't get tips. Oh. We actually put stuff down on all if it's raining. It's on the movers to keep your property in good condition. Wait, Ryan, you're saying 90% of the time your movers are not getting tips. That's shocking to me. It's it's shocking to me also. We're taking all of your furniture and your belongings from how many ever years, and we still don't get tips. So, but if somebody wow. says to you, can you take off your shoes or put on the booties or whatever it is, will you do that or would you say no? Oh, 100% doing it. Yeah, you're taking off the shoes. Now, booties is one thing because that protects the shoes. But I just assume you need to wear a certain type of shoes when you're completing a move. Right. But doesn't seem safe to be in socks. The booties are basically like paper thin, but they actually prevent the staining on the carpet. That's the issue that I have there. So there you go. Evan Almighty, some predictions and a circumstance that I've had to deal with that I think people are split on. Pat thinks I'm an absolute sucker for tipping the guys that put a hole in the wall. And a stain in the carpet. Eight today say ESPN <laughs> on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Coming up, I'm for it. Positive programming with Smalls next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Pat Costello each and every day brings us, I'm over it, negative things. Things bothering him. Smalls counters it with a little round of... I'm for it. What do you have, Smalls? A little positive programming for the people out there, especially on a Friday. It's been a long week. It's getting colder across the country. We need a reason to smile. And I'll tell you who hasn't given us a reason to smile over the past few weeks. It's our boy. It's Brock Purdy. We mm. haven't even gotten to sing the song, Evan, in three weeks. It's been bumming Purdy, me out. Purdy, Purdy, Brockin' all night long. You can't sing it with energy and excitement now, right? I know. Because he was banged up. Mm-hmm. He was you know, in concussion protocol. Then he didn't play well. Throwing interceptions. They've lost a bunch of games here. I still have major hope, major hope for Brock Purdy, though. Well, I'm going to bring you a little bit of positive programming on Brock Purdy. So he is on the bye week, and his fiance Jenna Brandt, posted this clip on her Instagram. This is how Brock Purdy spent his bye week. He went to Iowa on her family's farm, and he operated the combine harvester. He was wearing the 49ers hat that you just saw on the TV side, and he wrapped up the harvest for 2023 at his fiance's family farm in Iowa. Wait a second. I need to, there's one takeaway I have here. When you say fiancé, doesn't he famously have a roommate that he lives with in San Francisco? So he is a fiancé and a roommate? What is he doing exactly? Well, I, I don't know all the details on his living situation. I just know that he had uh, some time at her family farm in Iowa. Huh. 
Good for him. That's a little dangerous, though, right? Riding that stuff around? At least it would be for me. I don't know. He, I'd fall off. He operates the 49ers offense, so why couldn't he operate the combine harvester? Mm, I guess he could. As CeCe joins us, I want to get his take on this. CeCe joins us. He's hosting the show. <laughs> well, he was, I was Get, get up. up. I was moonlighting on Get How Up. I was Get Up. It was good. I didn't plagiarize any of anybody's takes. So. Oh, why nice. Not? No, but I just didn't have the We didn't have good enough takes for yeah. this deal. <laughs> Nothing as spicy as Devontae Adams being traded to the 49ers. Smalls, continue, please. So, Positive program. So, just wanted to fill you in. I just played a little video of Brock Purdy's fiance Jenna Brandt. She posted that in, during his bye week, he went to her family farm in Iowa, wrapped up the harvest, and was operating the combine harvester. I'm all about it. Brock Purdy, if I can't light up one combine, I'll light up the other one. Why not? I like it. I'm all for it. But here's the thing. Doesn't he still have a roommate? That's, That's exactly what I just what said. I like, bro, like, I just I, like, said that. Ain't it about time for you to not have a roommate? You got a whole fiance. You got a whole team that you're the quarterback for. Bro, get your own spot so you and your fiance can do y'all own thing. We need to get him on the show so we can ask him about Yeah, this. I got to add. Well, you know, I don't like getting in anybody's pockets, though. You know, maybe Brock Purdy's trying to save up. You know, he's got a fiance now. Yeah. Pretty sure the ring that he got her set him back some coins. So, Maybe he's still trying to save up for his own spot. One of the best comments I saw underneath the video was, is he a system harvester? System harvester. I once uh, was on a truck like that. Well, it didn't go well for me. Didn't. Me farming. What happened? You not operating heavy machinery. Who yeah, knew? Not Who ideal. Knew? Not Who ideal. Knew? I didn't know I, what the heck I was I doing. I think out of the three of us, I'd be the best farmer. I don't think there's any deba- <laughs> debate or doubt on that one. Okay, next one, guys. So uh, we love... Jamar Chase, he is one of the most electric players in the NFL. and He's open all the time. He is open all the time. And if he is open and scores a touchdown this week, he's going to pay homage to one Ocho Cinco. Here's what he had to say. Chad, if I score a touchdown and grab the camera like you did, I need you to pay for the fine for me. That's my only, that's my only tax, man. So he wants to do a little Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, grab the camera, touchdown celebration in homage to Ocho Cinco, but he wants him to pay the fine. Ocho Cinco has responded. He quote tweeted it. He says he's going to pay the fine. He's going to do it for him. Why ask Ocho Cinco to pay the fine when you about to get a bag of money? <laughs> you about to get $100 million, bro. Why should Ocho Cinco pay for anything for you? You, you got said, it, bro. You got it. You a top five pick, too? Boy, stop yourself. He said, Talking say less. Some, I'll pay the nah, fine. Man, Ocho nah, Cinco pay, said he nah, You pay the fine, Jamar Chase. You got it, dog. Well, because he's about to get the bag. He hasn't gotten the bag yet. He's a top five pick. Oh, no, he's you got want, enough yeah, exactly. to pay whatever fine is. I'm exactly. just saying. Exactly. He's a top five pick. Stop it. So if you're Ocho Cinco, would you not pay Hell the fine? Hell no, I ain't paying the fine. <laughs> I think Ocho would. Hell no. Ocho would. Chris Canny wouldn't. And maybe that's why I'm not Ocho Cinco. Maybe that's why I'm not as cool. But ain't no way in hell I'm paying your fine knowing what you make and knowing what you about to make after this season. He, ain't no chance. He famously tips inordinate amounts, right? Like there's some people in sports and, in, and entertainment that you just hear these stories about. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kurt Warner and his wife, when they go to restaurants, yes. they pay for everyone at the restaurant. They will do that. And They're if awesome. that, like, Javante would follow Kurt Warner around, by <laughs> yeah. the way. He would just trail Kurt Warner his entire life. He's just looking well, for free yeah, well, food. Well, if you're Ocho Cinco, the tip you need to give Jamar Chase is don't do nothing that's going to get you fined because I'm not going to pay for it. That's the tip you should be giving him. <laughs> but then he could talk about it on his podcast. Oh, man, why waste the money? Why give any of the money back to the NFL? You know how hard it is to get to the NFL? Why you want to get them money back? Stop it. 
Keep yeah. your money. But if you're going to celebrate, pay your own damn fine. Well, you know who's still celebrating the Texas Rangers after they won yeah, the World they Series? Are. Yeah, they, they are. are. I'm sure still in party mode, yeah. as I would be. Now, you know how sometimes teams are just teams of destiny? Yeah. The Texas Rangers feel that way, right? We know they went 11-0 in road games. They were a team that we did not expect to be in this position. They had the creed bumping. They had creed bumping. They had the song, the band that carried them through. Well, I saw this on Twitter, and I wanted to share it. Shout out to at Recliner Nerd. When you look at the teams, the Texas Texas Rangers beat to win the World Series. It spells out road. Rays, Orioles, Astros, and Diamondbacks in order for them to win the World Series. It spells out road, and they went a perfect 11-0 on the road. They are road warriors. Team of destiny. More importantly, on national radio and TV, you started a sentence, which I loved, which is, shout out to recliner nerd. (laughs) Shout out. out to Recliner. They should nerd. have that on the, the rings, though. Road Warriors. The acronym ROAD, yes. like R.O.A.E, and then have Warriors. They should absolutely have that. That is amazing. It's written in the stars, that is right? Pretty cold. That is pretty cold. I yeah, agree. I like that. I saw that. I, I was absolutely like, this is positive like programming. Or just have yeah. Hawk and Animal, the wrestling tag team, Road Warriors, have pictures of them. One of the great wrestling the tag ring, teams of all Evan? time. What? On the ring? Yeah. Why Probably not? not. Why not? Probably. I, think so I would take, I think Demolition's better than Road Warriors. I've always said that. Nobody agrees with me. But anyway, go ahead. Who stopped celebrating first, Bruce Bochy or Corey Seager? Because I got a feeling it would be Seager. I think it's Bruce Bochy. You think he'd stop? He's, well, he's, he's just older. The, no, he's a recliner I, nerd. I, I, I think he'd keep the party going. I think Bruce Bochy's like, keep the party going. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Because you think maybe it's the end? So he wants to continue yeah, partying? He was just on the couch. The he's like, they called me. I was, on the, I was in the recliner. He was in the recliner. Exactly. Popped out, won a championship. Dip back. Yeah. <laughs> Has yeah. anyone asked him yet if he would consider walking away? Has that been asked of him? Because I'm fascinated by that. As to whether or not he gets off the couch, wins the World Series, like, I'm good. But this is not the time to answer that question one way or the other. Like, if he wants to stay, if he wants to walk away, you got to yeah. give yourself some time yeah. away from it I just don't before know if you make asked. that kind of decision. Yeah. Listen, they're swimming in champagne right now. I don't yeah. think anyone's in the mental state to it's make still, a very important decision. Exactly. Sure. Things are very foggy right now <laughs> yeah. for everybody associated with that Rangers organization. The hangover is worth it. The hangover is over, yeah. I, my former teammate, though, DeMarcus Ware, talking about the Cowboys and next on deck. I, I love you, though. I'm just saying, let's just enjoy the Rangers championship first before we start talking about another team in the Metroplex winning the title. Well, I mean, he is a cowboy. Although, Jerry Jones I, I introduced we him. drafted together. Jerry Jones introduced <laughs> him as Demarcus Lawrence this weekend. Literally Jerry, had Demarcus Ware up there Jerry, and said, here's Demarcus Jerry, Lawrence. Jerry's getting a little bit older. It's okay. Getting. He's getting a little older. He's 80, man. What do you want from him? There going to be some slips. We're unsportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.